on this week's episode of Let's Talk About It. We're going to talk about the Academy Award-nominated movie, The Marriage Story. We're going to talk about the director's choices, some of the beautiful shots, and so many other aspects of the movie. In our, in our relationship section, we're going to talk about divorce and the myth of it being just an isolated incident. You're here. You've joined us. Now let's talk about it. Hello there, and welcome to this week's episode of Let's Talk About It. I'm Malcolm Morgan. And I'm Micah Morgan. And we're so glad to have you joining us today. Welcome. Micah, how are you doing today? Oh, you know, just the standard level of exhaustion. How about you? You know, (laughs) just dominating every day. Mm. Like the only way I know how. Yeah. I'm exhausted as well. Um, just really in need of a vacation and some real, real rest. I will say though, you have been really good at dominating in terms of still being productive somehow and still being nice to people. (laughs) It's just really nice. Just really nice to see you inspire me. She's so nice to me, guys. (laughs) I don't feel that way. Thank you so much. It's, it's funny how you can feel completely different on the yes. inside. I think my to-do list would have a much different um, experience than you do. Uh, who needs them? So, Michael, what are we talking about today? What are we talking about today? I'm excited because what we're talking about is proof that you were right about something that I should have just been. Maybe we should change that. The name of the podcast, uh, you were right about you something. You were right about something. <laughs> <laughs> but no, y'all. So Malcolm had been trying to get me to watch the movie Marriage Story for, I don't even know, how how long? It had to have been pretty much since he heard about it. Yeah, I just heard some really good things about it. Um, and this was prior to it getting all the awards and stuff. But the buzz started coming about it before mm-hmm. it came out. Um, and then when it came out and it was free on netflix i was like i mean there's like a no it's like a no risk proposition it's not for you (laughs) so for those of you listening thank you again by the way we have referenced i believe in our second episode maybe first um my disdain for movies that have a romantic plot of any kind absolutely (laughs) so briefly i just i avoid romance movies like the plague and i made the incorrect assumption that marriage story was solely about romance and i determined that i did not want to see some flattened storyline about the complexity of relation of relationships and love um because that is how I define all romance movies. That is absolutely <laughs> and So guys, let you guys know, I know this about my wife. So there's some stuff I don't even suggest we watch. Mm-mm. So this type of movie, I thought was different. And so what I actually did was saw it first. 
That was the first thing I did. He did? I saw it first without her. Um, and so after I watched the movie, I had a very strong reaction and texted her a bunch of stuff that I was sorry for. Um, she was, <laughs> Which was beautiful. And she completely was caught off guard, did not know what happened. I had no idea. Um, and so then I talked to her about the movie and I was like, I know you don't like movies that you think are romantic. This is not a romantic movie. It is not, y'all. <laughs> I was so wrong. So that is the first thing we are going to be talking about today. So right off the bat, you've already heard me say Malcolm was right. Yes. And I will also say, if you have not watched this movie please do it is so well done some things that stand out already are just the screenwriter however let me see do i remember who the writer is do you know how to pronounce his last name noah bomba i think bomba but i'm not sure Yeah. yeah I'm, we're sorry, Noah, if we butchered your name, but Noah had this way of writing the script that just had this rhythm that had so much life in it. Like you listener may have noticed there's some movies where it feels like a movie mm-hmm. and the lines feel they feel planned and you could even sense Somehow that like the actors and actresses are waiting until the next person says their line. Mm -hmm. There was nothing like that in this movie. It was just like the pace felt like real life. I mean, it's to me, it reminds me of a uh, play. Well, that that. But I think what I specifically was thinking of of Aaron Sorkin and and like West Wing and Social Network, just the way that the dialogue kind of just pops. And, and didn't didn't it, they also do new? Was it newsroom or newsroom? Yeah, newsroom, on HBO. Yeah, mm-hmm. it it just pops. I don't know how else to describe it, but it it moves. It feels natural, mm-hmm. and there's a give and take without it being. Um, you talk, I talk, you talk. Right, there's some overlap, and I think that's a mistake that a lot of like young writers and directors make is that they try to leave too much space for everybody to say what you want to say, and it's not natural. Yeah, and who's to say if it's the writer? him or herself that's doing it or the actors you know but like the chemistry between the director's choices and even like the way scenes were shot Mm -hmm. felt as if you the viewer were like doing life living life with the people on screen Mm -hmm. you didn't really get the sense that you were watching it Mm -hmm. And that in combination with the rhythm of the lines and how it just felt so conversational and so present. Mm-hmm. And then, goodness, the main actors, actor and actress. Mm-hmm. So we've got Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson. Which Cheese is probably another rice. demerit on this movie because you're not a big Scarlett Johansson fan. I wasn't. Mm-hmm. And I was also wrong about her <laughs> because she came out with some actress chops. Mm-hmm. What was the scene that just, like I literally had to pause the movie and just like sit? There was a scene where was it the the lawyer scene where she's sitting with her lawyer? Yes. Yeah. Oh my goodness! Well, she so sits with her for the first time. She has this consultation with her lawyer for the first time. There will be spoilers, guys. Sorry. Oh yeah, my bad. We didn't give you a warning. Yeah. Spoiler Super alert. spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> but there's there's this moment where she's telling her lawyer, her divorce law- attorney, for the first time, just kind of her her story. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Scarlett Johansson's character is Nicole, and I believe the lawyer. She's played by Laura Dern. Yes. Who actually 
won um, Best Supporting Actress. Did she? Um, at the Oscars. She I, had, didn't I think she that. won the Golden Globe for it as well. Yeah, she acted her face off as well. Um, but you see Scarlett Johansson slash Nicole telling her story, uh, just chronically, like just giving the summary of how her and her husband got here. Mm-hmm. And I believe it was a f- like a continuous shot monologue for that lasted maybe like tw- it felt like 12 minutes. Mm-hmm. But because she was so present in that moment with you and like her, the nuances in her facial expressions and her, her tone Mm -hmm. and she's getting up and she's using the space of the room, like almost as if anybody who's telling their lawyer about their divorce probably would, you know, they're Mm -hmm. fidgeting, they're, they're pacing the floor, Mm -hmm. they're trying to gather their thoughts. It was just it was part it was perfect. Mm -hmm. So I literally just had to pause and just sit there like what just happened <laughs> that was beautiful and you really felt like you were experiencing that with her mm-hmm. yeah um there's just some really they did a really good job of both of these actors allowing them mm-hmm. to give you really raw um, moments of emotion very raw um none more raw than the argument they have um at, yeah. <laughs> at adam driver's character's apartment where they're just really unleashing all of the resentments and anger years worth of resentment so to give you guys a little bit of background about the movie it's this couple um who one is an actor one is i guess a director and owner Mm -hmm. of a theater company Mm -hmm. um and so they've kind of they've um grown up together i don't know if they've grown up together but they met in new york got married um and basically long story short this actress gave up whatever career she could have had um, in order to really invest her energy, her time, and her talent to help her husband develop his theater company. Every ounce of money they make goes back to the theater company. Everything that she does is for the company. Everything that he does is for the company. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what you really find is that Scarlett Johansson's character starts to lose herself, forget what she wants, and not even realize what she wants because all of her focus is to helping her husband. Mm-hmm. Um and so you see in this culminating scene in this apartment where all of the things that they've been avoiding talking about, you know, when they initially start the divorce proceedings, they want it to be amicable. They want to figure it all outside of court. Um, but but she still feels stifled. And in this mm-hmm. moment, everything comes out, all of the anger, all the frustrations, all, all the things it. that they did wrong. <laughs> and it comes out in a really raw and authentic way mm-hmm. where they even say things that you know anybody that's had an argument you say things that you don't mean mm-hmm. or you say things that you wouldn't that you shouldn't say you should never say those things i mean one time he says i wish i wish you were dead yikes like i wish i hope i i want our son to be okay but i just wish that you were dead so i don't have to talk to you or see you <laughs> or know you anymore and it's like cheese and rice I think we've all had a, maybe it's not exactly that moment, but where you say something, you're like, man, that was really harsh. And (laughs) but then what does she come back with? She says something to the effect of, I can't believe that I have to know you for the the rest rest of of my my life. life. Oh my gosh. And when she said that, I was like, yo, because they have a kid together. They have this wonderful son. He's just adorable. And she's right. Like they in this moment are realizing that they just they aren't committed to this relationship the same way anymore, mm-hmm. romantically at least. Mm-hmm. 
And she says what so many people feel, yeah. which is I have to be intertwined with you for until I die. Yeah. And that's just raw mm-hmm. and it's true. Yeah. And what's beautiful for me is the way that this very aggressive argument ends (laughs) is with the husband crumbling to the floor Mm -hmm. and Nicole, you know, Scarlett Johansson's character coming over to console him Mm -hmm. and her body language communicates at least the way I interpreted it, that there was this, reluctance to Mm -hmm. console him Mm -hmm. but almost as if she couldn't help it yeah like they've been connected for so long Mm -hmm. and so intimately Mm -hmm. that even in this moment where they are rupturing in the rawest sense yeah she had no it felt like she had no choice but to come toward him yeah and it i like even now i'm sitting here and i'm like what what in the how 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 do several people come together and create a moment like that that communicates such rawness about relationships. Mm-hmm. It was, so, it was, I'm sorry, y'all. I, this movie is on, it's, it's at the top of my list of like favorite <laughs> movies now. It's so well oh, done. Oh, wow. So we should watch it again. We should. Um, was, and guys, we're giving you this review off of one watch, um, by the way. Was it just one? We just watched, I've watched it twice, but you've only watched it once. Oh. Yeah. Um, I think so. I think that goes into one of the big themes of the movie is is control because one of the things. What's Adam Driver's character's name? Um, Charlie. Charlie, Charlie Barber. What, what Charlie really struggles with is he's trying to maintain even at a base level whatever their life or lifestyle was like before. Mm, so that's right. So as they separate, the um, Nicole moves to. Los Angeles to film a television show, which is an opportunity that she never would have had before. So a little backstory before they got married, she was in a really popular teen movie that kind of put her on the map. And she laid all of that to the side to be with Charlie, Mm -hmm. um, to have their son and to work for his company, his theater company. Um, So now that they're getting a divorce, she's able to pursue this other television project on the side Mm -hmm. um, and move to Los Angeles where she's originally from. It's where her mom is, is where her family is. And so she goes out there with Charlie. um, And originally when they had the conversation, or it's not with Charlie, I forgot what their son's name is. Uh, Um, Henry. Henry goes out there with Henry. And so the original time they had the conversation, it was about, she's just going to go do this project. And when it's done, she's going to bring Henry back. But Mm -hmm. when she gets there, and maybe even before that, we don't get that much backstory. Um, she decides that she wants to stay out there. Her family's out there. Um, but Charlie is almost hell bent yeah. on, even if we're not going to be together, like we need to go back, we to need New York. to go back. And like, even talking about money from her, um, show being poured back into the show, back into mm. the theater company. Um, so it's like this, he, he desperately wants to maintain this, this lifestyle and this family system that he's created. Mm. Um, but it's the thing that's stifling his wife. Yeah. And for me, it raises questions about, you know, if we're, if we're wondering what's, what statements maybe the, the writer and the director are trying to make about marriage. Mm-hmm. I wonder if the movie explores to what extent individuals in a couple maintain a sense of self and like what's 
what feels solid to them and what mm-hmm. feels familiar mm-hmm. to what extent they do that and sacrifice or merge or share other elements of themselves. Mm-hmm. And so you see, for example, Nicole or Scarlett Johansson's character, she was willing to give up elements of her career or what she thought were markers of success, mm-hmm. you know, um, which I think would have been doing this show, mm-hmm. um, kind of moving from the stage play arena back into television. Mm-hmm. But the thing that solidified for her that this marriage wasn't working anymore was that she felt like Charlie was asking her to give up her, her mm-hmm. emotional kite, like, I don't know if it was the freedom to feel differently than him. I don't know. What do you think? Well, I think there's one of the thing that I thought of is that you hear that saying, what's uh, yours is mine and what's mine is mine. So like there was nothing that was uniquely hers. hers yeah. Everything just absorbed into Charlie. Yeah. There was nothing that she could call her. Even the theater company, even though she was a part of it, it's still Charlie's. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. I can't remember if she said this in the movie, but she just felt like everything kind of revolved around him and what he was doing. Mm -hmm. And there was no room for anything else. Anything else that did happen was funneled back. Any other money, income, funnel back. Everything funnels back into what he's doing. Yeah. Um, And so, it actually goes back to, um, I believe, when she kind of breaks down his family or his kind of things that she likes about him is that he could make anybody feel like family. Oh, she did say that in her letter. That Um, was beautiful. So everybody in their orbit, like everybody part of this company wasn't just a person, an actor. Mm -hmm. They were part of the family. Yeah. But the byproduct of that is that family means something different when everybody is a part of the family. It's not everybody Mm. doesn't necessarily have their own individual individuality, Mm -hmm. their own wants and desires. All of us are family in as much as we are. A part of this whole... And all fighting for the same goal. Yeah. And so she... You kind of see how she would begin to feel muted. Mm -hmm. Um, And the director did some really fun things as he was shooting moments where she shared space with him. You could actually see how the camera shots would revolve around him. So for um, one example that comes to mind is where Charlie... He actually comes to visit Nicole's mom's house. Mm-hmm. And I want to say it's the same day that she serves him, or her sister serves him the divorce papers. Mm-hmm. And at the the scene begins with Nicole or Scarlett Johansson, her sister and her mom alone in the kitchen. And they're kind of planning out how they're going to give Charlie these papers. Mm-hmm. But as soon as he comes in the room, First of all, he's he's extremely tall. I keep forgetting how tall he is. But, you know, he's kind of he's towering over everyone and you can kind of see the camera just kind of circling around him as he's interacting with the sister and interacting with mom as he comes in. I think he even like picks her up in one moment and, you know, just to say hi and you can see how Scarlett Johansson she just kind of starts fading into the background mm-hmm. as everyone else is interacting with him. And I thought that was a really beautiful way for the director to like visually communicate yeah. that this is what her life has been like. Mm-hmm. That when he enters into a room or when he enters a relationship 
that she shares, she ends up getting pushed to the periphery and or pushed to the edge. And that, yeah, that can make someone feel small after goodness. How long? I mean, they were married for more than a decade, I believe. And then you look at, I think, one of the aspects of the conversation they had in that apartment. He says, you don't really want a voice. You want to complain about not, not having, having a, a voice. voice. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> but did she? I think I'm, you know, I think in that moment, in that raw moment where he said that, he felt overwhelmed. Because mm-hmm. here's the thing. As as she was disclosing that she felt stifled and, and you know, um, suppressed, mm-hmm. he shared that he felt like he was under this unquenchable requirement to give her and their son a good life. Mm -hmm. And so there's this blaming that's happening from both angles Mm -hmm. where he didn't even really, I think at that point, because he felt so suppressed by this imagined, because I don't think she ever said, yeah, you know, give up all your dreams and like work yourself to death Mm -hmm. to give us this life. But he, he perceived that. And because he perceived that, he he couldn't really hear her say, like, no, I really do want to have something unique yeah. about me. Mm-hmm. But he just heard it as, no, you just want to complain about not having something <laughs> unique about you. And, she, <laughs> and, you know, it's kind of sad how neither of them were able to hear the other. Yeah. Yeah. So a little bit as we progress through the, through the movie near the end, um, the divorce fight gets really hectic and, yeah. and bad um Brutal. you know they both get kind of cutthroat lawyers and they're asking for stuff that wasn't originally on the table and um charlie has to end up buying a place in la as as well as the new york place um to be close to charlie to look good for the court and all this stuff and so that's kind of where we get to this big argument and so um but by the end of the movie after they've had this big blow up um Oh, the the thing we didn't talk about was Henry getting caught in the middle of all of this. Oh, poor Henry. He spent all, all this time in L.A. with his mom. And, but then when his dad is there, he's not really there. Mm-mm. He's, you know, focused on getting a lawyer or just. Or how little money he has because of the lawyer. Right. <laughs> and having to live in two places. Um, and so Henry, like, I think there's a, it's Halloween. I think it's Halloween. Uh, Charlie yeah. wants to spend time with Henry on Halloween, but he's but Henry spends the early part of the day with, uh, our, I guess most of the day with his mom mm-hmm. and his grandmother, and they go trick or treating and all this stuff. And by the time he gets to to Charlie's house that night, he's like, I don't really I don't want to trick or treat and anymore. So Charlie is obviously upset, like, no, like this, this is, is our my time. time. Together. Like, yeah, this. and so they he grudgingly takes goes out with his dad, but it's so late, no one is out. Giving, giving candy. candy anymore mm. and henry is like done with the whole experience <laughs> <laughs> and what what a heartbreaking metaphor uh-huh. you know for yeah. this for this kid to you know and no no couple says oh my goodness mm-hmm. i really want to go through a divorce yeah. and put my kid through that no one no one begins this journey that way and mm-hmm. so i was always like throughout this movie i think the the writer and the director did a great job of just keeping you in um kind of suspended judgment so mm-hmm. that you weren't pointing fingers at the wife or the husband like you could just feel this like man this is just heartbreaking and no one chose this yeah. um 
even though they did choose it, but it, mm-hmm. you know, it just things deteriorated to this point. Mm-hmm. But what a heartbreaking metaphor for a kid to be like, yo, I'm so tired <laughs> of whatever this is that my mom and dad are going through yeah. that I don't even want to trick or treat anymore. I don't want to walk to people's houses and get free candy. <laughs> and so I think it just it it pulls to the forefront the exhaustion, the emotional mm-hmm. exhaustion that comes with divorce, with redefining a marriage, redefining a relationship rather to something different than a marriage. I mean, it affects it affects the whole family, mm-hmm. which I think brings me to that moment. I know this kind of goes a little bit backwards in the timeline, but the same moment that I described where the husband comes in and, you know, the camera shots are whirling around him as he enters mom's house and he picks up mom to say hello and blah, blah, blah. Just before that, Scarlett Johansson is trying to explain to her mom how, no, like you, you can't be his friend can't anymore. Friends anymore. <laughs> like you need to have some boundaries Which with is, my ex-husband. First of all, that's a cardinal rule in any relationship. Once we break <laughs> yes, up, you broke up too. You There's broke up no- too. <laughs> There's no, you have a relationship with them outside of no. What was she trying? I think mom was trying to have him come to the, ca- I, I can't remember. It was something way too intimate to do with your ex-son-in-law. Yeah. <laughs> That's the point of the story. Um, but even that moment, you know, calls to the forefront that it really does affect everyone. Like even mom had to grieve their marriage because she really did like Charlie. Mm-hmm. You know, she wasn't married to him. Yeah. She didn't experience his ego the way mm-hmm. that Scarlett Johansson did. Mm-hmm. So it's just really, it's sad. Of course, divorce yeah. is by default sad, but this movie helps you see the layering and the complexity of, of divorce yeah, or just relationships in general. Oh, another thing that I thought of, mm-hmm. which in that scene that you mentioned with the lawyer, um, yeah, she talks about, how she always wanted to direct. Oh, that's right. And Charlie would never let her direct. Charlie would always say the next one, the next one, the next Mm -hmm. one. And it never, and that's another microcosm of the problem is that he would think that him saying the next time and just keep pushing down the road that they've talked about it. But he said, she's like, we never even talked about it. Yes. That was the thing that kept coming up Mm -hmm. is you would hear Charlie say, yeah, we talked about that. Mm -hmm. And, Scarlett Johansson would be like, no, I mean, we talked about it, but we didn't arrive at a decision that welcomed my viewpoint as much as yours. Mm -hmm. And it was so interesting how he kept perceiving those conversations as like, no, yeah, like we had a conversation about it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've I've seen that frequently in in relationships where there's this disconnect where one person is like, no, I was hoping we would arrive at some kind of agreement after this. Mm-hmm. But the other person on the other side is like, well, no, like we said a bunch of stuff back and forth. That means we talked about right. it. <laughs> and that's not, I would say, this is just my opinion. That is not what that means. <laughs> so my transparent moment of the podcast, after I watched that, I just thought about the early parts in our marriage, in our relationship, not even when we just since we've been married, but things that I was passionate about and wanted to do there wasn't really a ask Mike if she wants to be a part of it. It was a, I, Micah likes to do this too. So she's going to be a part of it. Um, yeah. And so it made me like rethink those moments. Um, and think about those times where I, you know, started a 
a, a project or started a company or started a uh, a group and I just okay in my in my metrics of figuring out how this is going to work my mic is going to be a part of it because she's a part of me why would she not be a part of it which if I ask she might do anyway mm-hmm. but if you don't give a person a, a choice yeah. you don't know how they want to spend their time you don't know what's on their heart what are their dreams and desires um, so I had to like take a, a moment to like look at myself in that movie and be like you know there are things I'm, I, for those of you that, for those of you that don't know, I love creating things, ideas, and mm-hmm. companies, and initiatives, whatever. And you're good at it. Um, well, thank you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, Micah would just freely just be a part of it. And I think for a while, I took advantage of that. So after seeing that movie, I was like very intentional about reaching out to her and and kind of explaining to her what I was feeling in that moment after seeing the movie and really Mm -hmm. apologizing to her for not, for taking away her ability to choose and not giving as much breath and air to what she wanted to do. But always in my calculus of what I was doing, assuming that, Oh, Michael will just be a part of it. It was, as you mentioned earlier, it caught me off guard when you did share with me what you were thinking. Cause I didn't know y'all that he was watching the movie. <laughs> so, but it really did. It just really made me feel loved and respected. And to be honest, I didn't have, I didn't have any resentment before that moment. Like in my mind, we're married and you know, those were areas where we had shared interests and yeah, of course I'm going to jump in. But the fact that he put words to, hey, Micah, I want to honor you by inviting you into things rather than just assuming that Mm -hmm. you're going to go along with it and join in. It just really made me feel affirmed as a person, Mm -hmm. you know, that my husband would would just acknowledge and make space for me to say yes rather than being expected to oblige. Yeah you know, regardless of how I felt. And so I can imagine, you know, I don't, that moment was very significant for us because even now like that, that has continued. It's not like Malcolm just stopped in that moment with that apology. I've noticed how he's begun to just ask like, Hey, I got this idea. Do you want to join in or do you want to add this to it? And it's, it's, made me that much more excited above how much I was already excited (laughs) to contribute. It makes me wonder what that would have been like for Nicole or Scarlett Johansson's character. If Charlie had just said like, Hey, I've got this idea for this production company. Like, Mm -hmm. do you want to be the main actress or Mm -hmm. is there something else that you want to do? Yeah. And, or and how can I, like, what do you want to do? What do you want to do? Yeah. How can I help you do that? Exactly. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I wonder how different it would have been. Yeah. Would they still be living in New York together? Would they still be married? Would they have gotten married in the first place? Hmm. These are the questions. <laughs> <laughs> so this movie has so, so much so to much. offer, yeah. but for the sake of time, sake of let's move on and explore what this movie has to say about relationships Mm -hmm. and divorce in particular. I 
So I personally don't have any direct experience with divorce. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have any family members um, other than my mom. And I mean, now that I think about it, there's there's a couple. I think what I'm saying is I haven't been I haven't had a front row seat. OK, I think I've been very well sheltered from mm-hmm. divorce because as I was talking, I was like, oh, no, there's yeah, there's some <laughs> other family members and, and friends. Yeah. Um. But yeah, for most of my life, I didn't I didn't see the details. I didn't see the impact. Um. But recently, I've had people trust me with more detail in terms of what that looks like. And then, of course, I've had, you know, just various situations that have given me a a closer look. And I think what this movie does well is it contrasts, I think, older tropes of divorce where where time just kind of stops. Mm -hmm. And the screenwriter and the director, they hone in on the divorce and they focus on just the divorce Mm -hmm. and. Um, you know, what what dinner looks like mm-hmm. at the table with the kids and, you know, mom and dad are really terse and short with each other and passive aggressive. And mm-hmm. it contrasts that with this very nuanced, keeps up with the pace of life, yeah. complex kind of picture where divorce isn't just this isolated event like life still happens and love still happens. Mm-hmm. You really see how Charlie and Nicole in some significant ways, they don't stop loving each other. Mm-hmm. You know, there's even or admiring each other, or admiring each yeah. other, or or consoling each other, mm-hmm. or or you know, being a team as parents yeah. together. Those things keep happening, and I was just I was really taken aback and refreshed by how this the writer and the director really honored um, people who have gone through divorce by just acknowledging that they're going through this while life is still happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, if you look at, you know, looking at the the instance of Charlie, who is still trying to put on productions, his his mm-hmm. one of his shows, I believe, either goes on tour or goes on Broadway. I can't remember. I think Broadway. Yeah, and he has to keep leaving to come to L.A. to either spend time with Henry or to deal with whatever's happening in their divorce. Mm-hmm. And the show ends up failing because he can't be there. Um. Yeah. And so, like. Like you said, life is go- life continues to happen. Mm-hmm. Like everything doesn't stop to 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 deal with your divorce. Like you got to yeah. deal with you got to deal with all the other stuff that you've been holding off with one arm. Now you've got to deal with divorce. Yeah, as well at the same time. <laughs> at the same time. Um, and I think you see with any um, divorce, what's hard is the evolving of the relationship. Like the relationship yeah. doesn't just end. It doesn't. You're like like um, Nicole said, she's still con- you're still connected, especially when you have kids. You're definitely connected for the rest of your for life. for the rest of your life. Um, you're going to be at weddings, graduations, unfortunately funerals. Mm-hmm. You're going to see each other, and and the feelings don't go away. Like you talked about, they still love each other. They still admire each other. They still want to know how they're how each other is doing. Yeah, none of that is just severed when you decide to get a divorce and i think there was this really beautiful moment at the end where that is demonstrated i know we're slipping back into our entertainment we did this on purpose yeah the whole episode is about (laughs) this movie um but there's there's a moment at the end where um i think it's another halloween isn't it 
several years later and Nicole oh, yeah, it is at the end of the movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. Nicole has a boyfriend, mm-hmm. has a beau. Um and I believe Charlie comes to Nicole's house to pick up Henry, mm-hmm. their son. Mm-hmm. And you know, there's some beautiful moments in the house. I won't get to those, but at she the She talks very, about she's directing now. Yep, she's directing. Mm-hmm. And Oh, what happens when he goes upstairs? When he goes upstairs, they're all getting ready to go get ready for to get dressed to go out that night. And they all go into the the um Nicole's mother, her boyfriend, and Nicole all go into different rooms to get dressed. And Charlie is standing in the hallway. Yes. And so as she's he's standing in the hallway, he looks over and Henry is reading trying to read something in the bedroom. Oh. And I don't know how old he is, so, but he can barely read yeah and so he's trying to read it and and charlie comes in and kind of listens it's like well what are you reading and he pulls it up and it's it's a letter that they wrote in their last counseling session before they officially decided to get divorced yes um where the counselor asked them to write what they love and admire about About their spouse and he had never and charlie had never heard it in the in the opening scene of the movie nicole doesn't want to read it no she's so done that she doesn't even want to read it and bring up all that stuff yeah and so after the this is i don't know how 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 far this is after the divorce but Mm -hmm. everything is officially done Mm -hmm. henry's trying to read this letter and charlie comes in and catches him and then charlie starts reading it Mm -hmm. um and then you you just watch him break down as he starts to see the love and admiration his now ex-wife had for him in that moment still has and still has because and she walks in as well as he's reading it exactly she walks in as he's reading it and she just stands in the doorway and allows him to finish Mm -hmm. and i think there's just this very subtle like nod Mm -hmm. after he finishes and you know he's crying and Mm -hmm. and we're crying Mm -hmm. (laughs) um and she just nods and you know just kind of says we'll meet you downstairs Mm -hmm. almost as if Yes, like what you what you just read is is still a part of life. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not going to skip a beat. I'm just going to acknowledge it because it's it's still happening and mm-hmm. now we're going to go do trick or treat with our kid. Mm-hmm. So beautiful. And then the director continues the symbolism where at the very end of the movie, Charlie's shoe is untied. Mm-hmm. The husband's shoe is untied and she Scarlett Johansson's character, I think, just bends down and like taps his foot and ties his shoe mm-hmm. and stands up and says, be safe. Mm-hmm. And the movie ends. Yeah. And you just sit there and you're like. D- like the 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 subtlety of it was so profound mm-hmm. that like. Even after the divorce, even out the knockout fight that they had where they're, you know, they're saying things to each other they should never say and. After they've moved to different places and. Oh, I forgot the other detail at the end of the movie. Charlie. He moves moves to to Los Angeles and starts teaching a a class at a university. there. So life is no longer revolving around him Mm -hmm. anymore. Right. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. Just very. I think a very well done statement Mm -hmm. on the nuance of how relationships evolve through divorce. Um. And again, we acknowledge that no one, like no one walks down the aisle anticipating divorce, at least, you know, no one does. (laughs) Right. So it's a very sad thing. But the way the movie was done, it added beauty to this evolution and to seeing these two people still respect each other and still 
share life together in new ways, even after the divorce. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, if we get really, really deep into um, the, I don't want to say metaphor, but if you say the process of two becoming one in marriage, Mm-hmm. It's these two people that are working towards becoming one flesh, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so divorce is the hard uncoupling of that, ripping apart. Yeah. Um, and so with that is pieces of you may get left in the process. Yeah. Some of them may stick to you. Some of you may stick to them. Mm-hmm. And it leaves it leaves a hole, right? Um, and it's. It's it could be tough for a lot of people to recover that from that, especially if you've been married or together for a long time or how intertwined your lives are. Yeah, Um, it's it there's for lack of a better word, there's residue left over after. I like I like that metaphor. I think. For me, I'm hesitant to embrace the leaves a whole metaphor. Yeah. Because I know that I've just heard people share candidly about how Western civilization, American culture, Mm -hmm. its obsession with marriage has basically reduced singleness and divorcee-ness to like a subhuman almost existence. And Mm -hmm. so... What I appreciated about this movie is that you see that there are some ways that that Nicole and Charlie evolve beyond the point mm-hmm. where they were mm-hmm. while married, that they that they become whole in ways that they wouldn't have been able to do while married. Yeah. Um, and so I like the residue metaphor because it's like, yeah, like there 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 are ways that we were attached that we get attached mm-hmm. that will be permanently different yeah. after we're divorced, but we aren't less of ourselves. Yeah, that's good. Um, and so I just felt really endeared to these two people, like the whole way through. Mm-hmm. And you know me, like if I, <laughs> if I smell a whiff of flattening of a character or, a cheesy metaphor that a character's, you know, trying to communicate mm-hmm. in, in their subplot. I will disengage from a character so quick. Micah's <laughs> quick to turn on somebody real quick. But these characters were so complex and just so nuanced. It was really difficult to do that. Yeah. Even the, even the husband, the husband had some, whoo, he had some rough moments there, mm-hmm. but by the end you're like, Okay, mm-hmm. I I understand why he is the way he is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we've obviously spent a lot of time thinking and talking about this, but we love to hear what you guys think about the movie. Absolutely. How this makes you change your thoughts about relationships, marriage, divorce, and maybe what this new thoughts this brings to your mind about mm-hmm. these topics. So uh, use the hashtag at excuse me hashtag talk about it pod. Um, we'd love to hear your thoughts. We'd love to continue this conversation beyond the podcast. And you can also um, connect with us on social media on Twitter. I am at Malcolm and music. And I am at spoken worship. Um, and we would love to hear your thoughts on this episode, on the movie yeah. and about anything else that we've talked about on the podcast. Once again, this is about us having a conversation, but it's about us as well. Joining you all in that conversation. 
Um, so, Micah, give us the breakdown of what we talked about and learned in this episode. So, in this episode, we offered a review of the amazing movie, Marriage Story, starring Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson. Please go watch it. It is a masterpiece of script writing, directing, and acting. Mm -hmm. You will enjoy it. And if you're like me and you don't like romance in movies and cinema... You will be fine. <laughs> we are safe. This is not a romance. Um, and we ended with a hodgepodge of what does this movie have to say about relationships and divorce mm-hmm. and what relationships look like as a result of divorce, what people look like as a result of divorce. Mm-hmm. So we really hope that you enjoyed and please continue talking about it with us. We'll see you soon. Yep. Thanks for listening. Let's talk about it. I'm Malcolm Morgan. And I'm Micah Morgan. We'll hope to talk to you guys soon. <laughs>